This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 14th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. So, as you could tell from last week's episode, the excitement is really building for Graham Chapman, Dave Pasgan, and yours truly, as in addition to our current respective roles at 919 Marketing, Kiddo Kinetics, and FRM Solutions, we've also together kicked off Zorflorum, and we think it's the latest, greatest, first-in-class franchise opportunity. For months, I have been airing commercials here on the podcast to capture the interest of emerging franchisors who could benefit from membership in one of our groups. Well, now we're also inviting our peers, seasoned franchise professionals, to learn more about how you too can get involved and learn more about our franchise opportunity. Yes, we'll be offering Zorforum franchises to well-qualified franchising professionals, those who in that role would lead these peer groups, helping to guide up to 10 emerging franchisor members of each group in their pursuit of the dream of success as emerging franchisors of their own brands. Now, mind you, this information I'm sharing here is not an actual offer for a franchise. An offer can only be made by proper disclosure with an FDD registered in applicable states. Please see our website for more information about our franchise opportunity and or get in touch with me directly. All of my contact information is available on my LinkedIn profile. Okay, so shifting gears to this week's guest, today I have the honor of speaking with Gary Gardner, one half of one of franchising's iconic husband and wife teams. Gary Gardner and Therese Tilgen are co-founders of the Franchise Update Media Group, publishers of Franchise Update Magazine, the multi-unit franchise magazine, and producers of two of franchising's most legendary annual events, the Franchise Update Leadership and Development Conference and the Multi-Unit Franchisee Conference. In addition, the Franchise Update Media Group has an all-star team of content creators and aggregators who present a wealth of franchise-relevant information 24-7-365 at franchising.com as well as through multiple channels of multimedia, all of which benefit all three legs of the franchise stool, franchisors, franchisees, and suppliers. Gary Gardner, right here with me when I return in just two minutes. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% free programming options with nearly 50 channels of highly engaging and and entertaining programming that is audio optional and guaranteed to please your customers and even increase their average ticket per visit. So here's how it works. Atmosphere hooks you up with an Apple TV HD receiver loaded with nearly 50 channels of fully licensed, no cost to you, fun and lifestyle programming. These channels include Chive and Red Bull TV, 
Infinity, bloopers, superhuman feats, and an array of viewing options that don't require sound to be enjoyed. And this offer is not just limited to restaurants or bars. No, any business with a TV screen in its waiting room can benefit from Atmosphere's free programming offer as well. So what are you waiting for? Cut the cord on overpriced cable and get Atmosphere TV with its 100% free, engaging, and entertaining programming options. Keep your guests happy while they wait to see you. Instead of watching the clock and their wait times, chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto repair shops, anyone with TVs in your waiting rooms, jump onto this amazing offer today. And if you text the word FRANCHISE to 474747, Atmosphere will waive the $100 setup fee for the Apple TV HD receiver that they'll ship to you as well at no cost. Atmosphere TV, changing the way businesses view television. Find them online at atmosphere.tv and remember, text FRANCHISE to 474747 for the no-charge Apple receiver. Cut the cord and get rid of cable today with Atmosphere TV. Well, it would be an understatement to say that it's been a -a one-of-a-kind year plus for all of us. More painful and challenging for some than others in terms of business and or personal challenges or loss. But I can think of nobody that has had to face down, endure, and push through more than Gary Gardner and Therese Tilgen. Through their faith in God and the support of friends, family, and the loving franchise community, this amazing couple is back, and not with one, but two fall events, and here to tell us all about that and more is Gary Gardner, Franchise Update's co-founder and chairman of the board. Gary Gardner, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks, Stan. It's nice to be here with you. It's great having you, Gary. You know, we've got the 4th of July already in our rearview mirrors as we all soldier on, doing our best to declare our independence from COVID-19. And things seem to be opening back up, and we're here to talk about it all. But all of that aside for just a minute, Gary, because I must once again express my deep condolences to you and Therese for the tragic loss of your son, Mikey, this year. You know me for a long time. Time, Gary. I'm never at a loss for words, but there are no words that can express my sorrow properly for your personal loss. Thanks, Dan. You know, it's uh, it's been tough. It really has been. There's no getting around that. But we're very fortunate. We've got a huge support group and we've been getting tons of support from family, friends, and literally hundreds of our business friends that we've come to know very well through uh, all our years in franchising. So thanks very much, Dan. We appreciate uh-huh. that. We're blessed to have each other as family in this business. And nobody outside of franchising can quite understand that the way we do. But here we are, Gary. Oh, yeah. No, that's for sure, Stan. People that are new to the industry, just they look at you like pie-eyed, like, wow, what's going on? So Right. Well, so here we are. Q4 is just about knocking on our doors. And it looks like the fall is going to be business once again, as we once knew it and loved it and thought it should always be. It looks like we're back to -to face-to-face and sharing handshakes and hugs, Gary. And your point of view on that through this pandemic has touched so many bases. When I think about your business and just tick off the different touch points of publishing, meetings, conferences, expos, research, reporting, content creation, content aggregation, digital marketing, digital advertising, 
lead generation. Did I miss anything? You just laid out the whole gamut, I think, there, Stan. I'd be hard-pressed to fill in anything. Yeah, there's no gaps in that. And, you know, you're right. It's been a pretty tough year and a half for a lot of people, and especially in the media business and specifically in the event business, which pretty much closed up person to person for a year and a half. But we're really excited because we're getting through this and we're getting on the other side of it. And we are very, very eager for ourselves and our customers to get down to Las Vegas on August 31st to produce the 20th multi-unit franchising conference, which only took us 22 years to get to the 20th. The tragic side of this, which is that, you know, over 600,000 Americans and millions of people worldwide have died of this horrible disease. So we want to get out there and crush it. And I'd just like to say to any of your users that haven't got vaccinated, step up to the plate and go get it done, please. It's very important that we continue to get vaccinated and to make everybody safe so we don't get these huge surges coming back to to haunt us. Truer words could not be spoken, Gary. And I do want to say just one more thing to you about the business that you're in and to this audience that all had its own businesses and franchisees and family to worry about take care of through the COVID crisis. But you and Therese managed to not only have to worry about all the different fronts that I just ticked off as they're all integral parts of your business, but you kept us all informed, Gary. You guys kept us all informed, caring for a diverse audience of franchisors, executives, multi-unit franchisees, and suppliers, all of whom depend on franchising.com and all of the information that you guys aggregate and put out there for us. So you did all that while going through personal tragedy and Caring for your extended family at Franchise Update and your team of people there as well, buddy. So I salute you for all of that. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. That really comes down to a leadership that Therese exhibited during this whole period and the fact that we have a top-notch team. We really do. From editorial and content into our uh, operations and our digital products and delivery. And from top to bottom, I couldn't be more proud of our team. And it's interesting, during those periods, we never stopped working right? With the exception that we couldn't do our events, but at the same time, you were constantly rescheduling events, hoping that COVID was going to slow down and we would get back to business six months later. And of course, six months and six months and now another six months. And it looks like, you know, we'll get back to that first physical event. But during that time, we launched the the COVID-19 newsletter and and our group was very, very uh, aggressive in trying to find information that would be useful to our customers, our readers. And we've been getting great feedback over time on that. So kudos to our team. Kudos to them all. And Gary, before we unpack all the things we want to talk about on a moving forward basis into the fall and and the return of the multi-unit conference and the Franchise Leadership and Development Conference, before we get into all of that, though, we have to ask you to do what I ask my guests to do each and every week. And that is to rewind the tape to the time that franchising discovered Gary Gardner and tell us how that came about. And we're going to add another ingredient to that question this week as I'm going to ask you as well to tell us how Gary and Therese discovered one another as part of that same question. So bring it to us. All right. Well, going back down memory lane now, Stan. Therese and I first met briefly in college. We both attended the University of Santa Clara and I was on a football scholarship and she, of course, was on an academic scholarship. And there the lines are drawn to kind of lay out who the smart one is and a a true example of how I, I married up big time. But after college is when we really got to know each other. And I fell in love with Tree. She's a fabulous woman. And it'll be, what, 34, 35 years coming up here in September. We got married in 19... 19- 
84, and Therese took a job. She was going to go into marriage and family counseling. She had psychology and Italian language degrees. And uh, so she took a job. Actually, it was classic car wash. It's not like these cheap tunnels that you drive through. These were like, mm-hmm. she was almost 40 years ago. These were multi-million dollar facilities with gas stations and gift shops and selling high-end jewelry and wine and all sorts of stuff. And basically took a quick job so that she could get enough money to buy professional clothes to go out and start interviewing for another career. But it wasn't long the company started franchising and she actually became the assistant to the CEO and then became over time the vice president of sales and marketing. And so she for seven years worked as a franchisor in the development stages. And during that period, they used to host, IFA used to have these first Tuesday kind of meetings, these local regional meetings. And they hosted it a couple of those. And I was typically invited to attend those meetings. And in one of those meetings, we met Lois Marshall and Jerry Wilkerson. And you might remember Lois. She's passed. Yeah, she was a wonderful woman. And she was one of the top executive recruiters in the industry at the time. And she and Jerry had started a franchise, the Marshall Group Executive Service Franchise. And we got to talking with them and we bought an executive search franchise from them, the San Francisco territory. So Therese was still working at Classic and I was working, uh, trying to get that up off the ground. And it was a, a great experience having that San Francisco territory. It was a little bit romantic at the time because I drive into the city and a lot of my college friends were working at firms in the city and have lunch with them or meet them after work before you went home. But to cut to the chase a little bit more, I was the last franchisee of the Marshall Group. I guess I broke the system. Um, (laughs) So they ended up closing down the franchise. Strangely enough, I had a search that was assigned to me by somebody I knew that worked in HR at a hospital. And I did some work for them, helping them with a merit-based compensation program, which basically had to rewrite all the job descriptions and performance standards for the hospital. And I took that because I thought, wow, I'll, I'll really get to know everything in healthcare and that'll help me doing executive recruitment. But what I discovered is hospitals didn't do a lot of executive recruiting only at the highest levels, and those were far and few between, but they were spending a tremendous amount of money in newspaper advertising at the time for career opportunities. So I kind of saw an opportunity to start a publication out in the San Francisco Bay Area that was to recruit nurses and ancillary people. And so I let the franchise go and that actually took off pretty fast and at the time. And it was doing very well. During that period, Therese was leaving Classic. She was pregnant with our first son, Tim. And we were talking just with some friends on a Saturday afternoon about franchising. And Therese said at the time, and remember, this is this was a, quite a long time ago. At that time, there really wasn't a source for emerging franchises or young growing franchises. And since we had had this other publishing business, we didn't know any better. We said, let's start a trade magazine and franchising. And that's where the idea for Franchise Update Magazine came. And so we launched that in April 1988. 
And for three years, it lost money like crazy. <laughs> but during that period, the healthcare publications carried it until we got up to 1992, just when we were kind of getting some experience with the franchise publication and it was starting to make some money. We have what I call the desert storm recession. And that recession impacted healthcare quite a bit and recruiting in the way that hospitals were doing business. And so that side of the business actually dried up and we concentrated from that moment forward just on franchising. Great story, great history. Not a lot of this is out there, Gary. So the magazine was the backbone and it all started with Franchise Update. And I remember Update from back in the 90s. I think the first Franchise Update conference that I came to would have been, I was with Blimpy back in those years. What year was the first FLDC conference? Yeah, actually, it was 1999, Stan, when we did our first development conference in San Jose. So we were in business for almost 10 years as publishers before we actually did our first event. And that development conference, you might remember Steve Olson was very active with us then. And I think we had about 90 some people and the names I go back, I see them flashing in front of me, yourself and Steve Dunn, who's with Denny's now. And I wish I could pull the list and, and sure. go through because most of these people in franchising. Right. And that really elevated us, our position in the industry. And it was great. And we really got a passion for the, the in-person meetings at that time. And so that became an annual event. We moved it around a little bit before we went out to Atlanta and really found a home for that event because Northern California, San Jose, San Francisco, it's a great place to visit, right? But there just aren't many franchise corporate headquarters in Northern California. But on the other hand, in your territory, in Atlanta and the Southeast, that's really the hub of franchising. So um, we've been doing that event down in Atlanta uh, for many, many years now. And we just love going to Atlanta and getting together with our friends and customers down there. The next phase, we developed the multi-unit conference. I remember, if my memory serves me correctly, I was in, those were my wing zone years, and I remember coming to one of the very first multi-unit conferences in early 2000s, I'm thinking, maybe 18 or 20 people there for that first one that I came to. It wasn't quite that small, but it was nothing like it is today. Stan, you know, we did the first one, well, 22 years ago, so where does that, that puts us down? It was just the year after we did the first development conference. We had kind of identified the segment of franchising that nobody was really talking about at the time. Therese Tilden was talking all about it. I remember looking at her talking about multi-unit, and you could see in her eyes the conviction that she had about where the business was going and what that was going to be representing in the years ahead. She was well, on that. Well, you're exactly right, Stan. I mean, she was the driving force that really brought multi-unit franchising to the forefront where people finally started to identify that group of operators that had passion and were aggressive. And I don't want to say greed. I just want to say that they just had goals that they wanted to expand, right? And they wanted to be more than just a single unit or a two-unit operator even. And so Tree started building relationships with these multi-unit operators and talking with them one-on-one. -on -one. And we've been very fortunate to build these relationships with literally hundreds of multi-unit operators and specifically about 50 or 60 of them that are super, super successful that have participated in our advisory board for, well, 22 years now, 20 meetings in 22 years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. Going back to the first one, we did that to the airport, Los Angeles, 
Dallas Airport Marriott. And we did everything wrong you could possibly do with an event just to show our great experience at that young age. We set up the event. We had sessions going on and we had about 90 people that were all associated with either putting on the event (laughs) or exhibiting. And I don't know, we may have had four or five visitors that came in. It was a disaster from the standpoint of serving our customers. But one thing about franchising is the whole community is so supportive. I mean, once you're in, you're a part of the family. And we had more people just saying, hang in there. You'll get it right next time. You can do this. And that's where you start to realize what a wonderful community franchising is. So that was, I think, looking back on that experience, I think it was actually the fourth multi-unit franchising conference that we did. We did one in Atlanta. Number one in Denver, I think. Yeah, yeah. Before that, Fort Lauderdale. But we did one at the Fairmont in Dallas. That was the fourth event. And it was really at that event that everything started to come together. In other words, we got critical mass. We had enough multi-unit franchisees there to really make the event worthwhile. And from then on, it just kept growing and growing and growing. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break here? And then when we come back, let's talk more about the propulsion of that multi-unit event and the upcoming multi-unit event in Las Vegas. And right behind that will be the FLDC. So we're talking with Gary Gardner, chairman of the board of the Franchise Update Media Group. And when we come back, we're going to talk deeper about the upcoming events that are happening as the world is opening back up, declaring its independence from COVID-19 in the USA. We'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zorforum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zorforum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zorforum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at zorforum.org. That's www.zorforum.org. And the conversation continues with Gary Gardner, chairman of the board of the Franchise Update Media Group. Gary, we couldn't be in happier times, could we, to be counting down to the end of August when, once again, I believe that yours will be one of the very first conferences that see us opening things back up again and doing so in a large way. So let's talk about that and what this year's conference is going to look like to give people the comfort and security that they're safe coming to this event. Yeah, Stan, I mean, there's always somewhat of a risk while COVID is 
still out there lurking, right? But really what we're doing is we're following the suggestions of the CDC and the local municipalities and the facilities out there in Las Vegas. And right now, within the last month, they have opened up 100%. And I track the CDC stats daily. Really, I do. And it's just wonderful to see that the cases, of course, have been declining and the death rate especially is declining. But but COVID is still out there and we're only like 49% vaccinated as a country. You know, it's a difficult position because there's no dictator to tell everybody they have to get vaccinated and we're a free country. But at the same time, not getting vaccinated just puts everybody at risk again of having another surge come back. But if you look historically back 100 years ago at Spanish flu, which was horrible at the time, you didn't have modern medicine and the CDC, I don't think it even existed. And that spread throughout the world and killed tens and tens of millions of people. That lasted three years. There were four major surges. And you can't tell I've been doing a little research on this, can you? So we will see COVID come back a little bit in the winter, just like the flu season. Because if I'm not mistaken, the Spanish flu 100 years ago is that's we've still got running around with us now. We have a lot of herd immunity that we've built over 100 years. So I don't mean to, to beat a dead horse, but I just have to encourage people to get out and get vaccinated. Our team, pretty much everybody that I know in franchising, we're eager to get vaccinated and get moving around again, getting together again and handshakes and hugs. And you see it already with those people that feel safe. Teresa and I both had COVID in January. And I got to tell you, you don't want to get it. We were pretty fortunate. We never had to go to the hospital, but you know, it hits everybody differently, right? Some people hardly even know they had it, but it put me in bed for several days and uh, hit Teresa about half as hard as it hit me. But we both got vaccinated as soon as we could. I feel pretty safe right now. So our team does too. You know, it's interesting. You got to talk to your team and see how they feel about traveling and stuff. And they are all excited. I marvel at some of the younger people. See Red Boswell getting on airplanes every week going somewhere. And I'm thinking, not me. I'm not ready for that yet. But I think it is a function of our age and where we feel comfortably safe. I'm vaccinated and I've been keeping a low profile. But I'm really, I'm like your people. I'm ready right now. I am going to the Southeast Franchise Forum luncheon next week. It's going to be the first time that we're doing it without it being a virtual event. And while it'll still be at Maggiano's, we're not going to be passing the pasta the way we used to, but at least we're going to be sitting together and having a meal, which has been 20 months overdue, my friend. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm with you, Stan. Well, the first Franchise Expo that came back was a couple of months ago in Nashville. And that MFE, you know, our good friend Tom Pertizzi and and his Mm -hmm. group put on the event in Nashville. And I flew out to Nashville. Nashville to go to the event just to support them and say hi to friends. And everybody that attended, they were so happy to see each other. I mean, it was like a homecoming. And of course, now we're getting ready for Las Vegas, which is a pretty major event. Right now, we have about 1,200 people already signed up for that event. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Two years ago at the last one, we approached 1,700. And so I fully anticipate we'll pick up another two or 300 people registering between now and the event. So we should come in not too far off from where the last event ended up from the standpoint of attendees. And we have almost 500 multi-unit franchisees that have signed up, you know, out of that 1,200 right now. So we're looking pretty solid from the standpoint of having the right people there. It's it's really great from our perspective, of course. And and to see multi-unit franchising really expand, we launched the multi-unit franchisee magazine in conjunction with the the conference. And so we have a, a voice to 
reach multi-unit franchisees. Right now, I think we're at about 17,000 multi-unit franchisees on our mailing list, and they own more than half the units in the United States. So it's a, as you know, Stan, it's a pretty powerful group. Uh, Absolutely. Major impact. You know, you may have people that have 5, 10, 20, 30, 50, 200, 500, 1,000 or more units. And we typically, I think Mr. Flynn out of San Francisco, who is the largest franchisee in the world, he's going to be there and talking on one of the panels. So yeah, it's it's come a long way, Stan. Gary, let's not run out of time before we get to talk about leadership too, because that conference has always been my favorite event because it's so focused and targeted on franchise development. We've opened up registration on the website. We already have over 100 franchisors signed up for this October event. And it's looking like we're going to get the same type of high level involvement that we got pre-COVID. And so we're very excited about getting that going. Diane Fibbs, our executive vice president of content, and Therese are very, very active in working with our advisory board to make this event happen every year. And it's amazing how a development conference every year continues to bring out new trends and best practices that are always changing. And I expect that this year, especially coming out of COVID, there'll be a lot of new information to pass on as far as best practices and how are we going to excel and exceed in these post-COVID years. So we're very excited about that. Any spoilers on who some of the keynotes might be this year? So Stan, as you know, we work very hard on content and our speaker choice. Well, we're really excited, Stan, to have uh, Jesse uh, Zittler, who is one of the owners of the Atlanta Hawks, the co-founder of Marquise Jet, and the author of Living with a Seal. And he's a super entrepreneur, and we're really looking forward to having him address the whole group. And in addition, Jim Knight, who is a culture expert, is going to be joining us. And he's a former Hard Rock International executive and author of Culture That Rocks. So those two guys should get us off to a pretty good start. In addition to that, of course, you're going to see a lot of great leading franchise. Franchise or superstars, the Josh yeah. Walls of the world, the Paul Pickett's, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Michael Aerosmith, Sean Carrick, Christina yeah. Chamber, Art Coley. I mean, who doesn't know Art? Tim Courtney, Steve Dunn, Cheryl Fletcher, Mark Jameson, the list goes on and on. The people that you know that have been around and they set the bar for everybody. Eric Little, Laurie Merrill, Anthony It's a who's who of franchising. But that to me is, I think, the thing that makes that conference so powerful, Gary, is new people in franchise development come to that. And they've got the all-star team there that are there to support and help and speak and to deliver the passing of the baton again. Absolutely. And we're really excited. John Tezza will be the chairman of that conference this year. So again, we're really fortunate to have the participation and the advice uh, from so many superstars in franchise. Well, it's going to be a great event that I'm certainly looking forward to being at. And Gary, I just can't wait to get back out and to be able to see everybody versus the one-dimensional world of Zoom. I mean, thank goodness Zoom gave us what we had, but the reality is we've all had to have the best meetings possible, not the best possible meetings. And to me, that kind of defines what we've been doing, just making the best out of what we've got to work with. And now I think we're all just chomping at the bit to pop the clutch and see each other here at the end of August and into the fall. Stan, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, COVID introduced us to Zoom and video meetings, and those have been really useful tools for communicating with our peers and our teams during this period, but there's no getting around it. One-on-one is going to come back and going to far exceed that.
that. I mean, I fully expect that video meetings are still going to be out there in a much stronger way than pre-COVID, but it's just not the same for relationship building and to go sit down and have a sidebar with somebody at the event and be able to get into their head and share information with each other. So we found that uh, we did one virtual development conference in uh, October of last year, and we put a lot of work into that. And it came off, by all accounts, pretty good, almost 500 attendees. And we did some things a little different than people were doing at the time. We used a platform that allowed us to pre-record and edit all of the sessions before we broadcast them. And I think you, as a media professional, understand the importance of that because some of the people that were putting on live events, I know, had a lot of issues in trying to get something out that looked professional. Those things worked out great. But I will tell you, from a sponsor standpoint, The sponsors would get some pretty good brand recognition, but what was really missing is that relationship building that you get to do at live events. And so I'm all for virtual meetings, but not virtual conferences. I'm all for doing what you want to do or choose to do, not what you're forced to do or must do. I don't think you're going to see franchisors doing virtual discovery days by choice. You know, you had to do what you had to do for a while. I agree 100%, Stan. You're right on. Gary, we're coming to the place where I've got to ask if there's anything I haven't asked you yet that you wished I would have. No, Stan, I would just like to thank the whole franchising community for sticking together. Some of our friends and customers fared very well through the last year and a half, and others were in businesses that were deeply affected by COVID. And I'm just hoping that we'll be able to help those people come back and come back strong in the post-COVID era. And both franchisors and franchisees, many, many of those friends that you and I have have in common. And it'll be interesting to see. I made a reference to the Spanish flu earlier. And you know what followed the Spanish flu was the Roaring Twenties, one of the biggest growth periods in history in the United States. And when you talk to a lot of people that are in the event and business world and some of the executives in Las Vegas, for example, where that's Event City, they're saying that it's looking like the Roaring Twenties are coming back. And it's interesting because this would be the roaring 20s yeah let's just hope that we can keep some of the crazies off the airplanes i don't know what's in the vaccine that may be doing that to some people but good gosh i don't think i ever remember the kinds of crazy things we've been hearing about happening on airplanes in the last few months well gary we got to ask you to give us some contact info i know franchising.com the most envied url in franchising is one place that people can come find more about you all where else would you direct somebody to find information about any and all the conferences and or the publications yeah uh, Stan, franchising.com would be the place. We've got all of our information on Franchise Update Media, as well as the information on the conferences, the content from both Franchise Update Magazine and Multi-Unit Franchisee Magazine are there. Our numerous different vertical newsletters for development, for marketing, COVID-related information, international information as well. And as you might know, we were just getting our feet on the ground over in Europe with Master Multi-Unit Franchising conferences that we're starting to take off. And we're hoping that when Europe gets back a little stronger, we'll be expanding and taking our U.S. knowledge over there as well. So yeah, franchising.com, Stan, that'd be a place to go. And kudos on the new branding. I love the way the new branding looks. Gary, my best wishes to you, to Therese. Can't wait to give hugs and handshakes to both of you. And it's just a few weeks away, my friend. So stay healthy and be safe. And we will see you around the campus. Uh, That's great, Stan. Thanks so much for having me with you. And, you know, we'll get together and we'll have those hugs and 
handshakes. Looking forward to it. Maybe a couple of mind erasers, too. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't remember. Gary Gardner, chairman of the board, Franchise Update Media Group. Thanks for joining us here on Franchise Today. Thanks, Dan. Well, that's all we have time for today. Until next Wednesday, when I return at noon Eastern to do it all again, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. 